All right, so somehow this shear has to sort of make up for like three weeks, right? Something like that. All right. It always does. It always does. Okay, so we'll try. So, you know, in this week's Parsha, we have... Parsha Kisisa is really... I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, the, the, the biggest event in Parsha Kisisa is the whole story of the Egel and everything revolving around it. But even before the beginning of Parsha, there are a couple things sort of... They even seem to be sort of uh, filling in the gaps from the past couple of parashas. So we talked about in Parshas Truma, that's when the Rabbanu Shalom gave us the instructions about building the structure of the Mishkan with the vessels inside of it. And then Parshas Tetzava was instructions about how to build, how to, how to sew and so on the clothing of the Kahanim when they served in the Mishkan. So in this is Parsha Parshas Kisisa, the Rabbanu Shalom tells us the mitzvah of the Kiyar. Of the kiyar, the kiyar was the basin. It was a, a bronze basin that water was kept in it. The kahanim would wash their hands and feet as they walked, as they came to do the avodah. They would wash their hands and feet. That's called kiddush yadayim vergaim. That's what the kiyar was. So the pasuk says, "Basisa kiyar nechayshes." You should make a kiyar of copper. The kahanim nechayshes. Its base should be of copper. Lerachza for the kahanim to wash their hands. Lerachza aron abanav menu yadayim vergaim. The kahanim will come wash their hands and feet when they come serve in the base of the mikdash. Let's go out. Okay. So the question that the first one deal with is that this is one of the vessels in the Mishkan, right? So Lechaira, the more appropriate parasha for this to be in, is in Parashas Truma when the Rabbanu talked about all the vessels. Why is this being left out till after we talked about Parshas Tetzav and so on? So there's a, there's a, a, a fundamental point that's made by the Mepharshim, that the Kiyar is unique. The Kiyar is unique. Every other, every other vessel in the Mishkan is there because otherwise... <coughs> The Mishkan is incomplete. That's part of the structure. The structure is to have an Aaron, to have a Mizbeach, to have a Menorah. That's part of the structure. The entire function of the Kiyar, and in truth, the entire function of washing the hands and feed the Kahanan, is not really, not really um, a, a component in the Mishkan. It's a Hachana. It's a, it's a, it's a preparation that Kahanan have to go through to allow them to work in the base of English. So, because it's not, you know, when you light the menorah, like, that's its own tachlis. It's its own tachlis, is to light the menorah. So, therefore, that's mentioned in Parshas Truma. When you're bringing karbonus on the mezbech, that's its own purpose. That's the avoida, bringing karbonus on the mezbech. But washing the kahanim's feet and hands, that's not its own purpose. That's all about hachan. It's all about preparing, washing away the dirt, cleaning themselves to prepare themselves to do that avoida. So, that's why the kiyar is, is unique and separate. The problem is like this. The problem is, is that there is an opinion of Taisvis. Okay, Taisvis and Menachis and a couple in Tzvachim also. Taisvis is of the opinion, not like that. Taisvis is of the opinion that the kahanim, wa- the washing of the hands and feet of the kahanim is an avayda. It's an avayda. Just as there's an avayda of lighting the menorah, and there's an avayda of bringing karbonis and, and burning incense, there's an avayda of washing one's hands and feet. So the question is, how do we sort of... So in halacha, okay, it's a machlokis. It's two different perspectives about this process of washing hands and feet. One perspective is, by some commentaries, that it's just about preparation for avayda. It's just cleaning in order to prepare yourself to then do what, what's the tachlis. On the other hand, Taisa says, no, 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 that's it's, that's his tachlis, that's the avayda. It's as chashiv as lying in the menorah, you know what I'm saying? It's, as, it's, it's an avayda by itself. So in halacha, it's two different opinions. But we know that when it comes to pinimiyas, the light of Tyra, the neshama of Tyra. Everything that's disjointed becomes unified. So what's the unifying concept in terms of the, the kiyar and washing the hands and feet that bring together these two what seems to be opposite opinions 
of what the what the Indian is. Is it just Hachana or is it Avaid itself? Okay, <clears throat> another interesting point. When it, in Parsha's Vayakel, uh, next week's Parsha, where it talks about the Jewish people actually following through and building the, the, the Mishkan and everything, so it describes the, um, the Kir like this. Vyas is a Kir If you built the Kir, they used it. They use, they, what, what bronze did they use to make the kiar? They used bronze mirrors. Maris at Tsevos. That's what it's called. Bronze mirrors to build the mish, to build the kiar. So Rashi fills in some of the blanks. Rashi says like this. It's a famous Rashi. Rashi says, quoting from Chazal, that the, the Jewish women in, in, in Mitzrayim already had mirrors, they had bronze mirrors. They would use as a mirror to put on makeup and so on. And when the, when the Mishkan needed donations, they needed bronze, so the women brought their bronze mirrors. And Moshe was amazing language. Moshe Rabbeinu was disgusted by it. The fact that these mirrors should be used to build the Mishkan. It was made, it's being used for something that's uh, very physical. He was disgusted by the very, very, very idea. Amr like Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Rebbe says to Moshe Avenu Kabel, you should accept it. Why? The truth is, I love this donation more than any other donation. Why? Because through these mirrors, the women were able to produce armies of Yidin in Mitzrayim. That's what it is. The mirrors and so on. Husbands and wives together, they produce children. And that's why... It's called Maris Hatsaivais, right? The word Saivis comes from the word Sava, which means an army, like a huge multitude of people. Maris Hatsaivis means these mirrors were used to produce many, many in. Okay, so, so here, here's the question. First of all, Moshe Rabbeinu is disgusted by it for a reason, because it's very physical. So, what exactly is the response? And, like, what, I, I, Moshe Rabbeinu knew that that these mirrors were necessary to produce Yidin. So, like, but Anafal Pekin, he felt there's something wrong over here. And second of all, the discrepancy between Moshe Rabbeinu, what Moshe Rabbeinu's instincts are, and the Rabbanishom's instincts, not just are different. We're talking about opposite. Moshe Rabbeinu is disgusted by the very idea of using these mirrors, and the Rabbanishom says, no, 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 no. These are the best donations that, that ever came in. That's not a little bit of a... That's, that's opposite. So such a thing is already a Pella, that Moshe Rabbeinu and the Rabbanishom should not be... The Moshe Rabbeinu should be on the same page as the Rabbanishom. It's a, it's a shocking thing. How did how does such a thing occur, and why does this? Why why was it Bashkach Pratis Dafka? The the mirrors are used to for the kiyar itself. Okay, so he, here's the nakuda. It all boils down to the word that's used in the pasuk of tzayvais. The word tzayvais again means army. That's what Rashi said that these mirrors are used to produce armies of Yidin. The word the word tzavais, which means armies is also one of the divine names of Hashem, Hashem Tzavakais, right? So the word Tzavakais means an army, so you could be referencing uh, the IDF, you know what I'm saying? Or you could be referencing the American army, <coughs> or you could talk about Hashem as the master of legions, and that's called the Shem Hashem of Tzavakais. What's interesting is, is that that is the only divine name, the only Shem Kaddish that we have, that is not mentioned at all in Chamesh Shetar. The only, the first place that that name Tzavakais is brought up is in Nevi'im. In Taurus Maisha, the name Tzavakis is completely not mentioned. Also, probably related to this idea, right? That Maisha Rabbeinu 
this idea of Maris Hetzavis he's disgusted by. And the name Tzvokas is not mentioned in Chumash. So what's Pshat with that? What's the meaning of the name Tzvokas? Why is it not in Chumash? Why is it only in, in, uh, in Navi? And how is it related somehow with the Kir? That Maris Hetzavis. So there's a teaching from the Baltanya. Okay. Baltanya says like this. The Baltanya says, this is one of his letters. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to say it in, in a way that will make sense to us. Baltanya says that what's unique to the name Tzavakais and what makes it different than any other divine name is that every other divine name is describing God as he lives, as he exists in his place of unity. There's a higher dimension, there's a deeper dimension that's called God's world, you know? It's called, in the language of the Mekabom, it's called Atsilus. Atsilus is a description of what reality is in God's palace. And the word Atsilus comes from the word Eitzel, which means next to, literally, it's in God's world. Or it comes to the word Netzel, which means to be hewn from, like a rock that's carved out of a mountain. It's literally from the mountain. So all the divine names that we have, Yudkevavke, Shakai, Kel, Adnai, all the names are describing who God is in his place. Said the Tanya, there's only one name that describes when the oneness of God comes in contact with our world of craziness. And that's the name Tzavakas. The name Tzavakas means Hashem is the master of legions. Legions means billions of things. See, what the, 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 the defining factor, the defining feature in God's universe is oneness, Echad. Hashem Echad. All there is is one. All there is is God. What defines our world? The opposite of one. Everything, at the, world, the world is created in Parshish Bracious. What's the first letter of Parshish Bracious? Bays, two, right? The opposite of one. The Tenth Commandments, which is God's world, that starts with the letter Aleph. But Parshish Bracious, which is our world, starts with the letter Bays, which is two. Everything in our world is Alma de Perudas, the world of division, separation, millions of pieces, chaos, chaos. The Chiddush of the name Tzavakos is the world of the Rabbanu Shloilam, of Shakai, of Eke, of Havaya, of Adnai, that world of oneness, making its way into our world in such a way where our world still remains a world of Bays, but somehow is still, is still the, the world of Aleph, the world of Hashem, the world of Echad, is somehow pulsating inside of it, is somehow uniting all the conflicting forces. Just like an army, right? An army is, uh, you know, you have a thousand soldiers, each one, each one crazier than the next, right? But the general and the king comes and controls the army. And, and, so, and now you have an army of multitudes of people, but they're united. There's something unifying beneath the surface of all these people. They're all dedicated to the one cause, whatever the case may be. The name Tzavakis is, the, the concept of Tzavakis is, Taking the, the is is the oneness of Hashem expanding its territory, moving beyond that place of one into a place of two, and somehow not changing it to one, keeping it as two, but still now now the multiplicity of the of the world of our world is unified. There's direction. There's focus. There's there's rectification. There's something. It, it's workable. It's workable now. It's now it's not completely disconnected from Hashem. This Sevatanya was a chiddish of the other Nevi'im. See, the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu and the other Nevi'im is what? Moshe Rabbeinu speaks, his Nevuah is with the word Zeh. This is what God says. Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking from a perspective of God's world, of absolute oneness. Moshe Emes, Viserosi Emes. 
There's only one Maisha, there's only, only going to be one Maisha. The world, the Torah of Maisha Rabbeinu is untouchable. It's absolutely one. You can't add to it, you can't take away. It's oneness. Maisha Rabbeinu's prophecy means the world of, of godliness. That's why Maisha does not ever say the name Tzvakas. Because the name Tzvakas is not, it's not the domain of Maisha Rabbeinu's prophecy. What are other Nevi'im about? Other Nevi'im are drawing the prophecy of Maisha. Other Nevi'im, every single Navi worth his you know, worth his weight in salt, is a Talmud of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the head of all Nevi'im, and all other Nevi'im are students of students and students of Moshe Rabbeinu. But the Chiddush of the other Nevi'im is that what? Is that they're bringing the light of Moshe, they're bringing the light of one, the light of that world of Atzilus, and they're bringing it to the world of Beis, to the world of multiplicity, the world of chaos, and they're somehow uniting, and, and they're revealing that that oneness of Moshe Rabbeinu, that oneness of who God is, is somehow able to exist in this world of division, this world of separation, and, and, it's, and giving guidance to our world. What, what were the Nevi'im doing? The Nevi'im were giving guidance. The Nevi'im saw all the craziness that was going on. People were killing, all sorts of stuff. The world that's the opposite of that world of one, the world of Bays. And the Nevi'im come and remind the Jewish people of the one central, central, central focus that their whole lives have to be about. And the Nevi'im come and give guidance and give the, give the Jewish people the strength to overcome the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah that was overcoming them, that was Avodah and Gili Reis and Shur, all the stuff that was going crazy in that world of chaos, the Nevi'im come and give us strength to overcome the Yetzirah. How? The strength that the Jewish people have from the Nevi'im to overcome the Yetzirahs is because they are injecting our world of Bays with a little bit of that Aleph. And when, a, when, when our world of Bays comes in contact with that Aleph, you know what happens? All of a sudden, the world of Bayes has the ability to fix itself, has the ability to stand up tall, stand up straight, and to be strong enough to say no to things it should say no to. And so you have, so, so th- this is what the Nevi'im were, and that's why the Nevi'im are the first ones to introduce the name Tzavakas. Because the name Tzavakas means the concept, the, the oneness of Moshe Rabbeinu being infused into a world of chaos, in a world of multiplicity, and by that fusion, by that introduction of Moshe's world to our world, so to speak, from the Aleph to the base, the result of that is, is that the world of base is able to handle the chaos. It's able to somehow uh, work with the Yetzirah. It's able to fight against the Yetzirah. It's able to overcome it. That strength, that strength that, that we might have, the strength that we have when there's something that the Yetzirah attempts us to do something that's wrong or not to do something, whatever the case may be, and we have the strength to overcome it, where do we get that strength from? It's coming from Moshe. It's coming from Moshe. Because at that moment, at that moment, Moshe Rabbeinu, the world of oneness, is, is injected into your world of multiplicity. And even though you might not feel that excitement of Moshe Rabbeinu, but it gives you the strength and the ability to overcome the challenge that's in front of you. To create for your life an army. An army means we're all disjointed, we're all different, but there's a unifying force behind our lives and we're going to be able to conquer the enemy because of it. That's, that's what Tzavakis means. This is the difference between, th- this is exactly what the Kiyar was. What was the Kiyar? The Kiyar was washing the Kahanim's hands and feet. The washing of the hands and feet of the Kahanim represents and symbolizes the ability of fighting against evil, of fighting against the Yitzhahara, of being able to struggle with Inyanim and to overcome it. And Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's why the, 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 the mirrors are so significant with this, because a mirror, 
first of all, a mirror always means that you're not seeing the real thing. You're seeing a reflection of the real thing. That's what a mirror means. And the mirrors were used for, for the purposes of creating the many, of multiplicity, of the world of base. That's what it's there for. And Maishu Rabbeinu is disgusted by that because Maishu Rabbeinu means one. Maishu Rabbeinu means the world of God. That's where his prophecy is coming from. And so Maishu Rabbeinu doesn't, can't see how the world of Bez has any connection with his world. But this is where God reveals to Maishu Rabbeinu the great secret. And Maishu Rabbeinu, is reve- the Rabbanu Shalom teaches Maishu Rabbeinu that you should know where do they get their strength in that world of Bez to be able to stand up to the Yitzhar and to do what they have to do as human beings, but as but as, as, as holy human beings, the strength that they're getting, that they have to do that, is coming from you, Maisha. It's because you, Maisha Rabbeinu, your Indian, your Nevoah, is, is extending itself into their, into their world, and that's what's giving them the strength to become good people. Maybe they're not becoming angels like you, they're not becoming, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not going back to one, they're remaining in Bayes. But I'll call upon them, but, for the, it, but at least in that world of Bayes, they have the strength to be able to face the challenges of the world of Bayes. Where do they get the strength to face the challenges of the world of Bayes head-on and with, and with confidence and with success? Because the, the, the world of one is really beneath the surface of the world of Bayes. When a Jew has this strength, the, the source of our strength to stand up the challenges in our world is because there's a part of us that's still connected to the world of Maishu Rabbeinu that's beyond the challenge. Because we have one foot in the world of Maishu Rabbeinu, in that world of absolutely one, where there is no Yetzar, there is no issue, there is no, there is no, uh, there is no aspect of smallness and of, of human, you know, tivus and so on, because there's a part of us that's still by Maishu Rabbeinu, that's what gives us the ability to then face the challenge in the world of Beis, that's not Maishu Rabbeinu. Maishu Rabbeinu's Nevuah expands and extends itself to the Nevuah of other Nevi'im. The name Tzvakis is one of the divine names of Hashem. Just as the name, the, the, all the other names of Hashem are describing Hashem in His place, so the name Savokis is describing Hashem's world when it somehow comes in contact with our world. And that gives our world the strength to stand up to temptation and to be the people that we have to become. And this is all what's going on in the Kiyar. The Kiyar therefore represents the ability of a Jew to clean themselves, to, 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 to face one's struggles and to overcome one's struggles, and that itself ultimately is coming because there's a part of the person that's, that's connected to the world of Maishu Rabbeinu. And so this is what the Rabbanu Shalom is telling Maishu Rabbeinu. You're disgusted by it. You're right. You're disgusted by the world of Bayes. But you should realize that their ability to handle the world of Bayes and to use those mirrors L'Shem Shemayim is because there's a part of you in them. And so that, that's where it's coming from. The Rabbanu Shalom is revealing to Maishu Rabbeinu how expansive his territory is. That the Rabbanu Shalom, the world of Aleph, the world of Maishu, is able to... Somehow is woven into the world of base. That's what's giving them the strength to be the people that they have to be in their place. Which means that you'll have two separate Jews. You could have one Jew who's a Maishar Benedict. So everything's perfect, sublime, serene, transcendent. He doesn't even know what a, what a computer is. Mamish doesn't know anything. He's completely in heaven. And then you have another Jew who knows very much what this world is about. And he's doing the best he can to overcome the temptations, and as Hashem, he, he, he does. So these are two different universes. But the truth is, what's giving the Jew the strength to overcome his inyanim and to be the person he has to be is because there's a part of him that's connected to the tzaddik that has no idea what a struggle looks like. And the world of the tzaddik, that's the Maishu Rabbeinu, is, is somehow, somehow uh, injected into that world of, 
of the Jew that has the struggles, and that's what's giving him the struggles. That, that's what's giving him the strength to overcome. What gives him the strength to overcome is that a part of him is, 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 is way beyond these struggles. That, that's, that's what gives him the strength to overcome it. And this is what the Maris, this is what the Kiyar was about. This is why, going back to the beginning, this is why the Kiyar is something that is both hachana for Avoida and Avoida itself. Because the Avoida of the Mishkan means oneness. That means the world of God. And the Kiyar means outside of the world of God, the world of Bayes, washing your hands and feet and trying to get yourself ready to enter into that place of God's chamber. But the truth is that your ability to, over, to, to handle those struggles and, to, and to, the very ability to wash your hands and feet comes because you're already part, part of it is already in God's chamber. So the, the cure is both the Avaida and it's both a prerequisite to get the Avaida. Because your ability to overcome a Yetzirah is coming because there's a part of you that's already in God's place. So when you're struggling with the Yetzirah and you're struggling and you're, and you're fighting and you're fighting, you're thinking, I'm fighting, and why am I doing all this? In order to come close to Hashem. But the truth is, your ability to actually overcome the Yetzar is because there's a part of it that already is close to Hashem. And that's where your strength comes from. That's what the Kiyar means. So Moshe Rabbeinu, what, that's what's being revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu, is that their ability to, to, to use those mirrors of Shem Shemayim, which is you know, getting into those gray areas, the world of the bays, and being able to overcome and to be strength, strong and, and do things in the right way in the world of bays, it's coming because there's a part of them that's in the world of Aleph. That's where it's coming from. So, Maisha Bena, don't be disgusted. Don't be disgusted. Because everything, that, what, you're, what you want, what you hold dear, which is the world of Aleph, that's what's giving them the strength to embrace the world of bays and to do what they have to do in that world. And so that's the avoid of the Kiyar, that what we think is the efforts that we have to do to come close to Hashem, our ability to do that is because we already are there. And this is, the, the whole Indian of Purim is connected to this. You know, it's an amazing thing, the, the, in the Megillah, it says that when, you know, when Mordechai tells Esther that, you know, who knows, maybe this is the reason why, you're, why Hashem put you in the, in the palace, you have to go speak to Achashverosh, right? So what does she say? She says, you know, that anyone that enters the, the, the king's uh, chamber without uh, permission is going to be killed. So I saw an interesting question that the Mepharshim asked, which is, that, it sounds like anyone can go in, it's just that once you're in, you're killed. Like, well, I have a simple, like, why not put guards by the door and, like, no one's allowed in? <laughs> it sounds like she could go in. That's not the issue. It's just that once you're in, you might be killed. Uh, what does that mean? You can't come out. Right, so you can't come out. So why, if Akashirish isn't interested in having guests, unannounced, then put guards by the door. Don't let anyone in. You have to let them in, but then cut their heads off. Like, what's the... The answer is Achashverosh is Hashem, right? Hamelch is, is Hashem. The whole thing of Purim is, you're already in. You're in. Maybe you don't feel like you were invited. But every Yid is able to go in. There's no such thing as the chamber of Hashem, that world of one, that world of Aleph, that you're not already in. We're all students of Maishar Rabbeinu. We all come from Maishar Rabbeinu. And so because of that, every Jew is already in the palace. And Davka, because you're a part in the palace, that's what gives you the ability to function properly outside the palace. Because there's a part of you that's in. Hashem should bless us, that we should be able to see with our own eyes how much, how much Dvekas, how much Avaida, how much oneness we are living by being able to handle the craziness of this world that seems to be the opposite of oneness. Hashem should bless us with that clarity and that Manucha that Yeshua does. The BS called Tzadik, Amen. Amen. Why is it more practical?